the Purpose Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. We're all about delivering great content, thoughtful discussions, and tips and tricks to help you truly get the most out of your life and business. And here's your charismatic host, me, Matt Browning. Hey, it's Matt Browning. Welcome back to another episode of the pod. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for being a part of the community. Thanks for subscribing, for rating, reviewing, whatever you've done to be a part of this. Or if you've listened to this for the very first time, someone just shared it with you and you're checking it out or you saw it on iTunes, um, man, buckle in, sit in. Uh, We do two episodes a week, every single week. The first episode that drops on Tuesdays, which is this one, is all about a bonus uh, teaching content for leadership, uh, marketing, entrepreneurship, motivation, something along those lines that, you know, people like me and you, we actually, we want to feed ourselves. We want to feed our brains, uh, our emotions, our thoughts, and get that going. Um, I do want to shout out and say thank you uh, to the pod community. You guys have been awesome. And one of the things we accomplished together is we just hit uh, number 10 over all of iTunes in management and marketing in the category. So thank you so much. This is awesome. I was just looking uh, this morning at iTunes, and I was looking at the top 10 in marketing, and we got Business and Biceps number one, the Gary V Audio Experience, of course, Gary Vaynerchuk, the Gold Digger Podcast, Jenna uh, Kucher, that's huge. Uh, the Trevor Chapman Show, Trevor's been doing great, Hollywood 2.0, The Sedated Executive, that's the Warrior Empire, they're awesome, uh, pretty big name, uh, Jocko Podcast is number seven, I'm a big fan of Jocko, I subscribe to his, the MF CEO, they're doing well, and then number nine is 2X E-Commerce Podcast, and number 10, it's us, Purpose Driven Entrepreneur, Matt Browning. So number one, thank you so much. Um, this is happening because of your ratings and reviews. It's happening because of your subscribe, your downloads to the device you're choosing. And I come with two episodes every week, totally free, no paywall, no nothing. You can go to any archive you want. You can pick up your leadership and life lessons. You can go back and hear interviews and stories, the origin stories of some powerful entrepreneurs, people like Ruben Gonzalez, who's a four-time Olympian and a best-selling author and speaker, Larry Broughton, who's been on the Travel Channel's Hotel Impossible, owns Broughton Hotels, U.S. Green Beret, um, Special Forces veteran, and uh, just an amazing, amazing human being. We have some great uh, interviews, so you can go back in the episodes and the archives and look at some of those, but let's move forward. This week is about going forward, and as we want to celebrate number 10, what I'd really like to do is get some great content out for you so we can start celebrating number one. So let's move forward towards that. So if you've been listening to any of the previous episodes, what you'll remember maybe is that I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation, but I still love you so much that, of course, I'm going to take time and sit down and come at you again uh, a couple times a week. And I'm actually recording these fresh, just so you know. Um, You know, I I want to make sure that... You know, I'm not going to record 10 at a time. This is not something that I, I record and forget about. I really want to come together so every week you know that I'm coming here and you're coming here. So this week, we're finishing our family vacation in the UK. It's been beautiful and awesome. Coming up on three weeks, and here's what I learned after all that time. I've really enjoyed the UK. It's been a ton of fun. I love vacationing with my family. Um, Scotland, we didn't get into nearly as much as I wanted to. So next time we come back, we're going to check out Scotland a bit more with a camper van. We ended up going for a couple of days to air Scotland and then coming down. The weather wasn't great. And we were honestly starting to feel a little burned out. We've been on the road quite a bit. Ireland was awesome. England, we spent a little bit of time in, but mostly it was Ireland and Wales. So, uh, yeah, big shout out to the Irish. Uh, thank you for your hospitality. <laughs> You're so awesome. And a big shout out, of course, to the Welsh. You already know how great you are. All right. 
Um, after three weeks, though, what I found is the perfect vacation time is 10 days. That's me. I wonder what you think, though. You know, tweet me at Matt Browning or Facebook me or Instagram me or comment or message or do something. Let me know what you think is the perfect vacation time. I think 10 days because it gives you enough time to like get over jet lag, settle in, have about a week or so to enjoy yourself. And then have that you know, last day or so to get ready and get prepped and then travel back. And you feel like you've been there just enough time. After three weeks, uh, we love it here. We're so blessed, but we're definitely ready to be home. So uh, we are packing up tonight. We're heading to uh, Heathrow in London tomorrow and flying back to California. We have a lot happening, though. So let me tell you just about the month. If you want to come out for any special events or anything this month, here's what's going on. Number one is as this drops a couple of days uh, from now, if you're in the Utah area, uh, you can get your hands on my brand new book, The Firebox Principle, The Seven Drives That Fuel Every Entrepreneur, and it's available for the first time. We can all get it in our grubby, greedy, loving little hands. You can have it right in your hands on uh, Friday, August 10th in Vernal, Utah at the Joyful Living Conference, and I will be there keynoting alongside Kirk Cameron. Remember Kirk Cameron, the heartthrob from Growing Pains, uh, turned a Christian actor from the Left Behind series and, and just a, a plethora of movies and shows since then. He's been doing great work. So I'm very, uh, very honored that I'll, I'll be speaking alongside Kirk Cameron uh, on Friday doing the keynote. Also a good friend of mine, Carrie Tepidino. Some of you know her. She's going to be also keynoting on that, I think the same day. So it'll be me, Kirk, and Carrie. Uh, all speaking and just what a cool ensemble there and what I'm going to be doing at, at the Joyful Living Conference is I'm going to do something I've never done before. I'm going to offer of course my hardcover book. First time you'll get the brand new real hardcover um, that now is a number one bestseller. It's the number one bestseller in five categories on Amazon so that's because of you also. But you can get a copy of the hardcover and if you buy a copy of the hardcover I'm going to give you a huge bonus suite full of digital and live workshop uh, NLP programs that are all part of what I usually offer on stage for much more. I'm going to give all of it as a bonus and all you got to do is pick up my book and you can get it signed right there. So that's Friday, August 10th. Uh, the, the conference goes for two days, and I'll put some, note, uh, some links in my show notes. So if you'd like to check out The Joyful Living if you're in the area or you want to check out our book release party or any other events, we'll put the links in there so you can get tickets. Joyful Living's coming in a couple days. Then we have August 13th. We're doing the book release party in Orange County at our office and training center. That's very cool. We have general admission tickets for free. And you can purchase a copy of the book when you get there if you'd like. You can just come and say hi, but you know, you'll probably want a copy of the book. And then, of course, if you buy it there, I'll sign it for you and we'll grab a picture and we'll just hang out. There's food and drink and everything. There's also a handful of VIP tickets available. And the VIP tickets are very, very inexpensive. They're only a few dollars more than the price of the book. It includes a copy of the book. But also, you get early VIP entrance, you get uh, appetizers and drinks and photo ops and signings, and we also get an open Q&A session before the event starts. You can ask me anything you want. I mean, anything. Nothing's off limits, and I will answer. We'll have a, just kind of a fun little lecture Q&A moment before the event begins just for the VIPs. So I'll put the link in the show notes as well for that. The next thing that you might want to be a part of well, I guess this wouldn't be a part of, but yeah, you, you can still see it. I'm going to be on TV in Chicago uh, on August 23rd on WCIU Chicago, the third largest um, uh, area for TV in the U.S. 
So that is going to be with uh, the producer Ken Macaron. It's on WCIU Chicago. So if you're in Chicago, uh, I'm not sure what channel it is, but check it out or I'll, I'll get you more details for that. And the last thing for the month is going to be a, uh, a faith-based event on August 25th. It's over in the Grand Rapids area, actually in Grand Rapids, put on by the Point Church. So the Point Church is the church we're a part of, and there's uh, several campuses of the Point. Uh, we're going to be over there, and I'm going to be speaking alongside a few other leaders and entrepreneurs. Uh, Josh Best, who owns Unprecedented Press, our publishing company, he's going to be speaking. I'll be speaking, along with Taylor Blom, who has founded Nextdoor Photos. So that's a huge business blowing up across the U.S. And his wife, Brittany Blom, who does all of her own work as well. Um, all four of us will be speaking at that event. It's all day, 9.30 to 4 or 4.30, I believe, Saturday, August 25th. Admission is free, completely free. You do need to register. The event is called Splash, Making Waves in the Marketplace. It is for any creators, innovators, and entrepreneurs. If that's you, come out August 25th in Grand Rapids, and I will see you there. All right, enough with that chatter. That is what's happening in the week of the pod and my life. Let's get into this week's uh, content. This week, I want to talk about why you aren't taking action, even though you want to. So one of the, the, the top questions in some form or another that always comes my way uh, from live seminars, from social media, at Matt Browning, you can ask those questions there, um, is some version of this question. How come I'm not taking action? I want to take action. I want to achieve my goals, but I'm not moving as fast as I want. Um, how do I get over procrastination? How do I get more motivated? All that kind of stuff. Now, if you go back in the archives, I've done episodes on procrastination, how to overcome it, how to get out of self-doubt, um, how to get motivated, how to make good decisions. I've done a lot of, of really, really great content around those pieces from an NLP perspective, neuro-linguistic programming. That's the technology we use. Today, though, I just it just struck me, you know, as I was looking at, you know, seeing some comments people have left and they were talking about kind of being in a in a stuck phase, in a phase where it's like, you know, you're kind of, if you feel like you're in a hamster wheel and you just keep recycling and not really moving forward, that's what it was. So it wasn't about procrastination as much as it seems like whatever you do, you're not really moving forward and going to, to the next level or the next phase. So if you're not taking action, if you're not moving to the next level, even though you want to, here's a few possibilities. I would say this, there's probably three different places you could be in your life or in your business. And then I'll talk a little bit about uh, you know what causes them and, and what to do about it. The first place is you probably are doing things, lots of things. Second place, you are preparing to do things. So you feel like you're doing things, but they're all preparation things. And the third one, you aren't really doing things at all. So let's break, the, let's break each one down and see if you relate to any of these. And uh, so number one, you are doing things. If this is you, you're like, Matt, I'm doing things. I'm doing a lot of things. I don't understand why I'm not really making headway in my career, my business, and my life. You're doing things. You're probably doing many, many things, probably too many things. So the problem is you probably have too many mentors, coaches, programs you're in. Um, and, and the reason I know that is because whenever somebody is filled to the brim with too many things to do, it's almost always because more than one person is telling them what they should be doing. I've heard, I've heard it so many times. 
Uh, someone says, I'm so overwhelmed. I couldn't possibly do this next thing you're asking me to do. I say, why not? Well, because I'm going to this person's seminar and they said I should be doing my Facebook ads. And this other place I'm going to, I'm taking this online class and they're trying to, you know, I'm building this landing page and my opt-in profiles and my, and then I'm doing my click funnels thing and making the, these online funnels. And then I'm doing this, trying to do this live workshop. And then I'm going to these meetups and I'm doing these networking groups. And then, you know, and they're doing all these things, too many things. Ask yourself this question. Just stop. Just stop. In fact, stop right now whatever you're doing, unless you're driving, then continue. Ask what of all these things I'm doing will actually produce revenue within the next 30 days. Don't worry. I realize some of the things you're doing, you're like, no, 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 I have to do this because I'm preparing for something. I'm building. I'll get to you next. But just ask of all these things you're doing. I can't tell you how many times someone, well, I go to these networking groups, you know, twice a week and they go and they're getting burned out because they're going so much. I'll say, well, is it producing revenue? Well, I'm getting myself out there. No, 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 it's not what I asked. I said, are you producing revenue? And at the end of the day, you have to read, like, this isn't about me attacking and you defending to say, well, no, I did get a client one time last June. Like, you don't have to defend yourself. I could care, like, I might never meet you. I mean, I'd like to meet you, but I might never meet you. So you don't have to defend yourself to me. I'm just here to ask a good question that hopefully will spark more questions for you. So when I look at my daily routines and everything I do throughout the day and throughout the week, what if you just wrote them all down and broke down and put them in categories of produces revenue right now, will produce revenue short term, could produce revenue long term, and doesn't produce revenue. In fact, put it in those categories. Produces revenue now, could will produce it in short term, less than 30 days could produce revenue long term that means you're doing preparation things so maybe you're building out uh, an online funnel well you're not going to make money right away but that's could be worthwhile potentially for down the road and the third category doesn't make revenue this is like netflix which is fine but just you know take a look at your columns and see how balanced they are okay so here's what i want you to do of all the things in your columns focus on the one thing one thing that can produce revenue in 30 days and then even ask this if it'll produce revenue in 30 days say how could i get it to produce revenue within three days how could literally how could i do this activity that i'm currently doing but make sure that i actually have extra money coming in i'm doing i'm making something happen right here right now within three days and if you can do it in three days ask yourself this this is crazy how can i produce revenue from this activity in three hours now, this might sound crazy. Maybe we'll do it as a challenge one day. We'll do it the 30-day, the 3-day, and 3-hour challenge. Because I think this, you know, like, let's say I had an idea for a new workshop or a new product. Well, I could do a bunch of things to get it ready for 30 days, but if I ask a different question, if I say, what would happen for me to get this ready in 3 days? Well, maybe it would look a little different. Maybe I wouldn't have every kink worked out, right? Maybe I wouldn't Maybe I wouldn't have it fully developed, but I could get it enough where maybe I, I work on the title and the name and the marketing message and make sure that's right. And then I get it out there and say, hey, guess what, everyone? I put it on social media and out to the email list and say, I'm making this thing. Who wants in? Check it out. And if you wanted to do it in three, three hours, what would you do differently? I'll tell you what I've done before. I have a great idea, and instead of even putting it out there, I go, you know, I'm going to write one email and just write it out and say, I'm working on this. Here's my idea coming out. Would you be interested in this? If you are, reply. 
and we'll, you know, and all I did is I set up maybe a scheduling link for a call, uh, and they picked a time, or I set up an application or something, or I just said, hey, reply to my email. And out of that, the last time I did that, I launched a program. It was really interesting. It, it was a it was a mentoring program. It, it went for how long did it go? Uh, five months, two times a month for five months. So we had ten live meetings, and then we had calls in between. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to try this new thing out, which is all about getting stuff done, right? Um, you come together with me. Don't do another program, another mastermind, another coaching thing. Just come together with me every two weeks and we'll have a call in between and we'll just get things done. Who's interested in that? The first time I sold that, I sold it for $4,500 and I had filled it with the first beta run, which was 10 people. So 10 people, $4,500, you get the idea, right? That was $45,000. And I really put the whole idea together in about a day. I, I had it ready to go in about three hours, right? So I could have done the three-hour thing, but then I decided to make it a little easier on me. So I set up an automated call. I set up a scheduler. I set up a couple of auto-reply emails so I didn't have to have a call with every single person who didn't qualify. I set up an application. It wasn't hard, but I did all that in a day, sent the email out that night, had about 25 responses. Out of 25 responses, uh, 15 scheduled calls from applications and 10 became my first 10 clients for that program. So I just want you kind of just thinking, thinking a different way. The new way is, is, is the behavior I'm doing today is the action I'm taking right now. Is it necessarily prepping for something in the future or is it possible that I'm kind of putting things off because I keep working on trying to make it perfect and I keep trying to figure things out. Okay. So that might be number two. So number one, you are doing things, but you're doing too many things. Stop doing too many things. Put them in four columns, revenue now, revenue soon, maybe revenue later and no revenue at all. Pick something for revenue soon or revenue now and ask yourself, how can I focus on this one thing, amplify it, get it out more and get a return immediately. I promise you, you start getting return immediately on something you're doing, it'll really fire you up and make everything else a lot easier. All right, number two, you are preparing, you're not doing things really, you're preparing to do things. So you're in the middle of preparing, you're building. You might call it designing, you're thinking, you're brainstorming, exploring, you're planning. This phase of planning is so important. Don't skip it, but also don't get trapped in it. So you might be trapped in the planning and brainstorming phase for way too long. So don't do that, but you know, don't skip it either. I see people all the time. They stay in this phase for, for a year, two years, three, five, ten. I mean, some people habitually just stay in the planning phase. Here's why you might stay in the planning phase. It feels really good. <laughs> it feels good. It feels like you're getting something done. It feels like you're making major progress. You know, you, they're constantly getting excited about what they're working on. They're always talking about it, going to coffee shops, you know, having a lot of great promising meetings, quote unquote. You know, oh, I had a really great meeting, right? You know, oh, I'm just, we're brainstorming this. We're putting it together. Oh, I had a new idea. You're working on a flow sheet, a spreadsheet. You're building out a website, you're doing something because in our, in our own minds, whatever it is we're working on could be the next big thing. Here's the reality. Don't, please, you might be the exception to the rule, so please don't take any offense. Unless you need to, then that feel free to be offended with me. That's okay. But the reality is you probably aren't working on the next big thing. That's statistically true, right? You're probably not working on the next big thing. Could you be? Heck yeah. But I don't want every, like, if I talk to a room of a thousand people and everybody thought they were working on the next big thing, you tell me what's the truth. 
The truth is probably not everybody has that. But you might have one or two in that room who are going to have something that blows up really big. That could be possible. But for the rest of us, we're probably just working on not the next big thing. We're just working on a thing. You're working on a thing. Is that okay? Of course it's okay. But don't think that everything you're working on is the next big thing. What if a thing you're working on is just a thing? I work on a lot of things that are just a thing. And sometimes those things, as you work on them and actually get the job done and hustle and get it out and develop it and, and sell it and use it and do it and people, you, you know, and you, you just have it out there and you're doing it, sometimes they turn into a bigger thing. They become a medium thing and then a big thing. But most of them still don't turn into, quote, the next big thing. So I guess what I'll say about this is be okay working on a thing not necessarily the next big thing. The other part of planning is sometimes you can over plan. You can over plan for too long. Um, believe it or not, sometimes the best way to know if something will work is just to start it. You have to go and hit the pavement. Try selling your first 50 widgets or services or products or whatever. Sell them before they're built. Sell them when you have an idea of it, right? When you have a name and a description. Say, hey, I got this thing. You know, look at uh, the, the advent, of, you know, with Kickstarters. Um, Kickstarters are huge. The reason why Kickstarters are huge is because it gives people the ability to, instead of develop something over the course of three years and then put it out to the marketplace and see if it's a hit, now you can put out to the marketplace with a prototype or an idea. You can even put it out to the marketplace with just the idea and say, I'm going to, I need to raise 50,000 for the first prototype or 10,000, you know? And then if people like it and they're backing it and they, and, and they want to buy in, now you know. Isn't that cool? Now you know things are working. So you get the money and you start to build it. And then you put it out again and say, now I'm making it bigger and better. you know. And that's how you can look at building a company in 2018 is really not necessarily with a Kickstarter. Don't misunderstand me. Not everything needs a Kickstarter. But with a Kickstarter kind of mentality, right, where you go to the marketplace first, you go with the idea first, get people to buy into the idea and just start selling it, just start doing it. And what'll happen too is the other thing is you'll get a lot of really, really good feedback. You'll get feedback from people that are buying it or people who aren't buying it, but they'll tell you why they're not buying it. Right? Oh, I don't really have a need for that. I don't need an, uh, another a widget that does this thing. Oh, okay, well maybe, and you start to tweak things. So you'll get, I guess my point is you'll get real life feedback when otherwise you would just be in your own little echo chamber in your mind. So don't be in your own echo chamber. Get out there and sell your wares to the people and get the feedback on the product, on the message, on the demographic, on the marketing, on anything else you need. All right, the third possibility, so number one was you are doing things, too many things, let go of some. Pick the one in the one category and see if you can make revenue right away. Number two, you're preparing to do things. Quit, quit being caught in the cycle of prepping and getting ready and building and get something out there first. See, my, my, my overarching theme is stop getting ready and just start doing. Number three is you aren't really doing things at all right now. So you might be listening going, man, I wish I was prepping. I wish I was doing too many things. My problem is I'm not doing enough things. Uh, and when I say you're not doing any things, you probably are doing things. But you're not doing like the revenue generating activity things. You're not doing the business building things. You might relate to this, and this has been me for sure. Seminar junkie? Anyone? Anyone at all? A forever student? A podcast junkie? Look, I love listening to podcasts just like you do. 
But some people are podcast junkies where what they do is they listen to all the podcasts they can. They go to all the seminars they can. They, uh, they read all the books they can. They watch all the coaching videos they can. And they're, and they're kind of in this place of forever student. At some point, there's, there's a phase, right? There's phases we go through. Phase one is I don't know about this topic. So I need to learn about it. So that's the time when you go to the seminars, you read the books, you listen to the podcast, you watch the videos. Phase number two is when you start to really understand it, but you want to start experimenting on your own with it now. And that's where you keep taking the input, right? You keep listening and learning, but you have to start doing, applying, and trying things out. You'll probably fail a lot at this stage, and that's great, but you got to start doing something. Phase three is where now you've been applying it and doing it and you're starting to make and get traction and things are working. But when things are working, you need to now let up on the learning a little bit. That means, it sounds harsh, but stop learning so much. Now, I want to be a forever learner just like you do. I don't think we should ever stop learning. But you have to change the way you learn and the phases you learn in and what type of learning you do. So like for me, I've been doing live workshops and coaching and training for 12 years. I'm probably not going to go to a three-day beginner's seminar event all about how to put on your first workshop. Now, could I learn something there? Of course I could, right? If I go to a new teacher, even if I have you know five times more experience than they do, I'm sure I'm going to learn something and I'll write it down you know, on a whole page on my notebook and go, that's something I want to remember. But the reality is like that's not a good leverage of time. So what I want to do instead is I'm going to go to nuance learnings. So I'm going to take online courses or listen to podcasts about specific elements of the thing that I do or uh, new pieces. So as you might know from the beginning of the podcast, I've been doing the podcast here for six months. We launched that in February of 2018. So for me, podcasting is still a pretty new thing where every, every week I'm learning something new. I'm going to podcast seminars. I'm going to events and expos. Uh, I'm studying with people who, who know much more than me and have millions and millions of downloads, but doing it for four or five years, which in the podcast world is like dog years. You know, if you've been doing a podcast for five years, that's the equivalent of like 35 years for doing anything else. Um, but you know, like it's about nuanced learning. So you need to decide when is it time to get out of student phase and go to phase two, which is still being a student, but really applying and doing the work. So you got to lighten your student load and do some workload. And if you're already there, you might need to go to the next phase already. Maybe you no longer need to be that kind of student experimenter hybrid. Maybe now it's time to say, maybe I know how to do this and I'm going to do this full time. And then you change your learning instead of like learning all the time and just always needing to know more before you do. Now your learning just becomes nuance. It becomes adding to. It becomes um, let me get an extra piece and place it on top of what I'm already doing, right? So consider the average study time that I've seen out there for some of the most successful coaches and entrepreneurs. You ready for this? The average time they spend studying and mentoring and, and being coached and soaking up a brand new information that they never knew before until they get out there and fully do it themselves is right about 9 to 18 months. Any less than 9 months and you run the risk of being low competency and still not quite knowing what you're doing. Can you do it faster? Of course. But, you know, consider 9 months is pretty good. 12 months, 18 months is really the long end. If you spend a year and a half, like I'll watch people come into our NLP Mastery Program I set it up on purpose as a 12-month program. 
You come in for 12 months. You do two six-day deep dive trainings. You have 12 months of group coaching as an incubator to grow and learn and apply and utilize it. There's a daily action plans. There's weekly uh, Facebook Live Q&As in the group. There's all these things, but it goes over the course of about a year. Now, what it doesn't mean is that you can't do any NLP or have any coaching clients or practitioner clients for a full year. No, you should start getting clients right away. But the deep learning is going to continue for about a year. After a year, you should be relatively competent at doing the NLP work. You really should be. And hopefully you've also gotten some experience doing it. Now, is there more to learn? Yeah. So I have a year two program, which is called leadership development. And leadership development is all about, hey, you've already done the training. Now get your hands dirty even more. And that's where you can like, you know, uh, come and serve as a leader at some of our workshops. Um, you get a chance to interact with the students. You get to do coaching programs. You get to be potentially even uh, qualify as a coach on our team. You get to, to jump in and really develop the nuance part of you as a leader. So I set up all my programs personally. As a mentor and as a coach and as a trainer, I set my programs up along these same uh, timelines that I'm telling you that you should do. So that's why I do them in those timelines. If you've been studying the thing out and really not moving and making it your own for two years, three years, I could see three years if it's brand spanking new. If you've never done a thing, I don't mind mentoring and, and doing everything you can, soaking it up for three years. But that is about it, depending on, on, on the subject. After three years, maximum, you should be doing the thing. Continuously learning, but learning should be second fiddle to the actual doing. If you've been doing this thing for three years, five years, ten years, just learning, it's time to stop filling up with so much information. You, you can't get any more full. You have to let some out, and the way you do that is by applying. So I hope this was useful and fun for you, um, or more than fun. I, ho I hope maybe this week punched you in the gut a little bit. You know, I'm not a mean guy, but I, I hope that you, you kind of got that wind knocked out of you and you're thinking things again and going, okay, what do I need to learn? How deep do I need to go? And why the heck haven't I been moving? Why you aren't taking action? It's time to take action. If you're doing things, do less. Pick one. If you're preparing, consider if it's time to get out of preparation and hit the ground running while you prepare. And if you really aren't doing things because you're a forever student, consider how long have you been a student? And is it time to put action first and application first and put the learning second? That's all I got this week. Um, have a blessed week. Next week, or sorry, not next week, uh, in a few days on Friday, we have a really cool interview you want to make sure you check out. This Friday, I released the interview with the amazing, the powerful, uh, and just rock star Eldana Luis Fernandez. Eldana is a retired Air Force veteran. She has 23 years experience of honorable military service, and she's a negotiation and contracts expert with over 30 years of leadership contracts management and negotiation experience. So she negotiated uh, on behalf of the military for contracts from anywhere from a dollar to over $100 million individual contracts. That's right. She has headed up negotiation for a $100 million contract. She knows her stuff. Um, she's done this stateside and internationally. She's been deployed in the Middle East after 9-11 and has years of experience in foreign acquisition, seven years of extensive experience working for defense contractors in the aerospace industry. And she holds a top-secret security clearance 
and has been a trusted agent of the U.S. government for 30 years. Aldana has a great book called Think Like a Negotiator, um, 50 Ways to Create Win-Win Results by Understanding the Pitfalls to Avoid. Um, and she's authored several other books. She rides a Harley. She's in Orange County, which is super, it's right, you know, my backyard. I've known Aldana for, uh, for a good handful of years now, probably five years, I think. And uh, we're part of a, a mastermind together. She's just a, an amazing person, a wonderful woman, and has just a, a powerful, powerful story of what it was like, especially back in the day, you know, 30 years ago, being a woman going into military service, which was clearly some different than it is now. We talk about that. We talk about growing up, what her father was like, what the family was like. Uh, we talk about what it's like to ride a Harley and what it's like to negotiate for a $100 million contract. You can learn a ton from Eldana, and you will. So make sure you tune in on Friday for Eldana's interview. I'll see you then.